I gotta get a haircut. I paid like seven dollars to get a haircut in Chinatown. Yeah. Do you think it's worth it just going up to like fifteen bucks for a haircut? Well, I don't know where you're gonna get it for fifteen. It's gonna be twenty in this neighborhood. But I mean, even in Chinatown, it's like I go to like the low level barber shop. But there's like a mid level barber shop where it's like I'll pay about fifteen. But it's well, like, is it even worth going from seven to fifteen? Or should I is it is there even a difference, do you think? How bad's the haircut at seven? Oh, you've seen my hair. <laughs> I don't know if it makes any difference. But I mean what? like I do you think you gotta go up to like twenty five, thirty before it even makes a difference? Or is seven and fifteen is it like It depends if you're getting a fade. Oh, uh, well, I don't really get a fade though. I mean yeah, my hair your hair's really pretty work. basic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I think in Chinatown, I think the difference between seven and 15 is how many flights of steps you're going to walk up. Right. Like if it's on the third floor, it's $7. No, I mean, $7 is like you're going into a basement. basically. I mean, <laughs> I, I pay seven, but there's actually like $5 spots where wow. it's like, you don't, you walk in, there's not even anything There's not even a sign where there's like, you know, they usually say like, you know, haircut, shampoo, you know, coloring. Yeah. There's not even that. It's just one thing that says five bucks and it's written in Chinese. Wow. Dude, I remember when you took our buddy there, the white dude, yeah. and he looked Chinese. <laughs> it's like, it's weird. Yeah. I had an Indian guy cut my hair. I looked Indian. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I can't get my hair cut in this neighborhood is that like, I can't look Puerto Rican. <laughs> and it's like, I realized something early on in my life. It's like Asian people really do need an Asian person to cut their hair. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's something about the texture and like the shape of it where it's like. Look, I mean, if I was black, I wouldn't get a haircut in Chinatown. Right. Yeah. That's why I need a Puerto Rican person to cut my hair. I go to these regular white barbers, like, I don't know, Russian guys or some of these guys on the Lower East Side. They always ruin it. But I go to these barber shops, great haircut. Well, I feel like if you go to, like, a white guy in Manhattan, I mean, like, that's when you end up paying, like, 70 bucks. Or yeah, you crazy. do. 50. Yeah. They spent their whole It's not secret. even, like, an ethnic guy. It's just, like, a regular white dude. Yeah, uh, well, first off, if the dude, except for these Spanish barbershops, they translate, they always do a good job. But if I go somewhere and the guy only speaks Russian and I'm trying to tell him what I want and he has no clue what I'm saying, I just get up and leave. I'm like, dude, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I think at a certain point, especially when I go to these Chinese barbershops, it's like they barely speak English. And even if they did, it's like I'm paying seven bucks. (laughs) I mean, you you know, what kind of what can you really ask them at that point? You're lucky that you could pay that. I can't believe that you go all the way to Chinatown to save. That's the other thing, too. Is that <laughs> I'm not saving that much money because it is kind of a, I've got to make a whole day out of it. I guarantee you the barbershop right at the corner will do a great job for 20 bucks. I don't know. I feel like I've been walking by those guys for like 10 years now. And they've all, I'm pretty sure they know my face. So it would be weird if I suddenly just walked in and asked to get my hair cut. I'd set you up with my guy. He's new over there. He's good. <laughs> you get your hair cut here? Yeah. Oh, wow. And he's great. I used to go to my other friend downtown who's a really good barber, a fun hang. Yeah. But I don't want to go all the way to West Village. Yeah. And I feel like he would cut my hair for a deal. But I feel like, nah, that ain't cool. I'm giving him like, you know, I'm giving him. 20 he charges like 55 or something yeah he's got that high rent over here 20 bucks done deal wow dude i've been to places and they shaved i had this one barber dude i told him i said all right now watch don't don't cut the back you know i'm thinning out and he's like okay okay and he's dude he's cutting me and dude he's literally got the clippers and he buzzed the back of my head gone wow this was like three summers ago and then he goes, no, I tell you, I'll sell you this stuff. It's a hundred dollar. This you need this look, man. Wow. And dude, he took. I said, yeah. I said, dude, you there's no hair nowhere. You took the clippers and you buzzed it off. Huh. And he sold hats too. <laughs> yeah, that's how you end up buying a Yankees hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm like, dude, this is terrible. I said, I'm not paying for this cut. It's the only time I didn't pay for a cut. Wow. I had a few. What happens guys. if you don't pay? Hey, they can't make you pay. I'm like, dude, you took clippers, you buzzed it. Did he get, he tried to like, did he try to fight you or something? Or well, you, you know what's weird about that? They have a razor. <laughs> it's like, I have no weapons. Yeah, they well, I mean, it's not razor. even that. It's almost like, what, what happens if you don't pay at a restaurant or something? It's like, I guess they call the police, but 
No. Uh, for that, I they guess maybe the guy just takes you. a loss. You know, I've had people run out. It all depends. A family restaurant will make you pay for it as a server. Oh, yeah. I had to pay a couple people's tabs, like 103 bucks, dude. Dine and dash. Oh, my God. I hated it. There's people that would send food back three times, and I'd see them putting it in a bag in their purse. Oh, wow. And they'd be like, yeah, no, this wasn't cooked. No, you got to send this back. Wow. And I tell them right to their face, "Uh, why are you putting it in your purse then if it's not that good? You got a Ziploc bag in their purse. One dollar tip. Wow. You were nice, right? You give one dollar tip. Family of twenty-seven people. They write it on the one dollar bill, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> some purple highlighter or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but barber shops. Um, you, I don't know if there's any way around not paying. To be honest, I I had to pay everyone. I had one time a guy the haircut was perfect. I go thank you, and he wouldn't let it. He it was one of these guys that acts like he's doing extra work. Right. Like, you ever have those guys? Well, they get, like, at the end, they take the scissors and they pretend that they're doing yeah. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, you know, like, the truth is they don't want to cut your hair short because they want you to come back in two weeks. I'm telling <laughs> I you, dude. I, I left a shop one time. It's like a conspiracy theory thing. Nah, dude. I went all the way home, and the wind blows, and my hair is way up here. The dude spent an hour. He's styling it. Wow. And I look, and, dude, it's all the way in my mouth. I'm like, yeah, I need you to cut about four inches off. I went wow. right back. Well, now you're complaining that he cut, he didn't cut enough. Right. Well, I, I walk in, I sit down, I say, how you doing? And then I tell him, I go, look, see this area right here? Yeah. Don't cut this. It's the no-fly zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, just trim up around here, and that's it, with some scissors. Bam. And around my ears, 20 bucks, you don't got to go crazy. Buzz the back of my neck with the thing. Yeah. And nobody could ever get it. This guy, though, great, man, this dude. Uh, well, and, these guys, I mean, like... The haircuts in this neighborhood, it's all these like Puerto Rican spots. And it's, if you walk home, I'm walking home from the train at like three in the morning. Dudes are just getting their haircut. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Worst time to go to there. <laughs> or when there's a baseball game. Dude, you, yeah. ain't, you ain't, dude, you're going to be there forever. They're but I watching mean, like, the this, game. It's so funny because there's like a, I don't know how their business model works. Because I guess, you know, the barber rents the chair or something. Yeah. So maybe they just work whenever they feel like working. But if you go like right now. There's going to be just six barbers just hanging out. Oh, yeah. Just playing dominoes during the day. There's a ton then, of shops. And then in the middle of the night, there's just that's when the guy, someone actually comes in to get their haircut. I really like the barber shops in Harlem. When I lived in Harlem, I'd go over there and, dude, they'd have people randomly coming in selling stuff that they stole all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could be there and get a Versace jacket like for like 200 bucks. Well, that's like the black barber shop where you just hang out. Yeah, That's yeah. Just sort of like the neighborhoods, like a, yeah, going dude, to the community center. It is crazy. It is, dude. There's times I've waited three and a half hours. Wow. I'm like, dude. But those three and a half hours, you're just hanging out, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're in the mix. Just chilling. Yeah. People yeah. making fun of each other. Yeah. Some of the funniest people in the world are barbers. If you ever hang in those hood barber shops, they just crack jokes all day. Well, I think part of that too is that for like, especially like cool black guys, they get their hair cut like every four days yeah so it's like if you're just around your barber that much then you end up developing much more of a rapport whereas if you go to like the chinese barber shops i mean these guys you get your haircut every month yeah and you're there you're in and you're out there's no talking that's the other thing about the chinese barber shop for seven dollars there's no music playing it's dead <laughs> it's dead silent all you hear is that buzzer wow and every once in a while a little shuffle and some you know money changes hands but there's no like camaraderie to it yeah, what's that even like? Do people seem like they're having fun? Is there a boss? No. I don't even know who's who's in charge. I don't know how much money these guys are making or if they like their jobs. It's all very much like it's like going to a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. You know that you ever go to that barber shop in New York, it's a speakeasy? No. At night, oh, that's lower the one east they, side. They do the shows at? Um no, no, no. That's oh. another one. This is um blind barber oh yeah 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 dude you, you gotta be like the the no to get in oh yeah my cousin used to work there so i used to get in but he has his own shop now too on the lower east side he is a cool shop like if you go to my cousin's shop mildred's it's like man this is what being a barber should be like right yeah you know but you know people come in they all know each other everybody that works there's like a model az zanzari was getting his hair cut there wow and you know it's like these people will pay they tip you crazy. Well, I think you those guys, I mean, like, there is an upper level of, like, barbers and, like, hairstylists in Manhattan where it's, like, it's got to be, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. And or, then you're tipping, like, 
uh, the same, like a hundred percent tip. When you get, well, like you talking men's cuts? Yeah. Or even Man, women's. That's crazy. women's. Women's cuts. are definitely 200. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but it, with women, you're not there all the time. Men's right. cuts, it's like you're, you're in the mix like every week and a half. Yeah, and they tip you good, man, because they know, oh, I got a good barber. I like the hang. I wonder, though, how much of that does... Can people really tell the difference between a $50 haircut and a $100 haircut? I, I don't mean, even know what, what's happening. I mean, like, because I don't have the kind of hair where you do something <laughs> really, like, intricate. But even, like, Aziz. I yeah. can't picture in your head what Aziz's hair looks like. Would it, you ever think, like, oh, this guy's got a killer haircut? No, you're right. This is just like a regular little Indian dude. Yeah. If you went to, you know, if you hang around a bunch of Indian guys for a while, you're going to see someone who looks kind of like Aziz. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know the difference either. I've seen that thing where, um, you know, I think once you get to the point to where you're like me is where you want to pay because you were like, okay, I don't look bald today. You know, you did a good job at this. I feel like the people who want to pay a lot of money and I get it is like a cool black guy. Where it's like super precise, the lineup. Yeah. Fade is like perfect on a waves or something. They cut your football number in there. But exactly. But it's like very <laughs> specific. Like it's about accuracy. Right. It's like this guy's line. Because, you know, people are talking about their hairline. Oh, yeah. It's a very sensitive issue in, there, it is. in the culture. But it's like, <laughs> that's like a very specific, you got to have like precision. It's almost like, remember playing Operation back in the day? Yeah. Where you got to do like a very specific thing. That's what that kind of barber is, where it's like yeah. this guy's an artist. Whereas for someone like you, it's like, I don't know, the hair is kind of up in the air, you know. Well, you know, some of these guys, like I'm friends with a couple of barbers that do house calls. I think that's yeah. where you're paying the hundred. Well, I mean, if you're like an NFL player, it's like, you know, I think you just, the guy comes to you. Yeah, a rapper. We and, and those guys are just like shoveling money out. We know a guy that cuts a few people's hair and he goes right to their house like a rapper. Yeah. I think um, a few real famous people. Once you get a, a cool barber like that that's good, yeah. I guess you stick with it. But maybe a lot of it too, I think it's just like, just knowing like, while I'm at this level of wealth, I have this, my I have a hot wife, my apartment's real nice. I got to pay at least 150 for a haircut. It's funny to me because I come from a family of barbers. Like my uncle Bob's a barber. I almost tried to be a barber. My uncle Lou's a barber. My aunt Sharon's a hairstylist. Yeah. And you know my uncle Bob has his cuts pretty cheap. Gets you done quick, and this they is, look great. A uh, Youngstown. Yeah, it's in Ohio, and dude, he'll have thirty people. It's crazy. Like you go to a barber shop here, right? Yeah. They got two people. You're waiting an hour and a half. I swear, my uncle Bob, snap, 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 snap. Yeah. yeah. And and you're done in and out. And he's got like 25 people ahead of you. Wow. <laughs> and he blows through them. Well, it, this is like, uh, how much is his haircut, you think? Probably 25. And well, people. these are like working men haircuts then. Yeah. This is like, get them in, get them out. But they still look the same as like... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess it's just, maybe it's just us not having the right eye for style or something, but... Well, you know, I got my haircut down in um, Lower East Side one time thinking, oh, this is great. In Lower East Side, they got to be good. Right. And it's when you go down the steps, basement cut, dude, you know how that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Dude's cutting my hair late at night after a show, and he keeps going on the back of my neck, dude. Like, he keeps getting my hairline higher and higher. Oh, and he's using, a, like, the straight razor thing? Or the... No, just the, uh, and it's burnt. But I think maybe his thing was old. Dude, it's burning. And I, I'm like, ah, ah. And dude, I had a red line on the back of my neck. I'm looking. I, and my haircut, it's worse, a terrible haircut, dude. It was oh, wow. bad, dude. Real bad. How much? He tried, he was acting like he was hooking me up. He got rid of my unibrow. Dude, it was all <laughs> off to the center. He kept trying to do it. I'm, I'm like, looking like some, like butters off of South Park. I'm yeah. like, dude, stop. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'll take care of you. So the dude didn't even have a license. He's like, license? I learned how to cut hair in prison. Wow. And you don't need a license in New York. You just got to work under somebody with a license. Ah, it's like he's a like, liquor license, yeah. Yeah, he's like, what, a little neck burn bothers you? Dude, I had a red line wow. welted for three weeks. How much? 27 plus ah, tip. Not, that's not bad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I or don't a prisoner. Know. Yeah, I guess you think about it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I I think you go to Manhattan Lower East Side, you got to be dropping fifty. Yeah, I mean, you 75 would think seventy-five plus tip. This was right by St. Mark's, wow. right there. I think it was called St. Mark's Barbershop. Uh, I think I know what that is. Yeah, you go down the steps. But I think the it. real spots for like like a men's haircut, it's like uh, Midtown, and you go to like the fourth floor. Oh, yeah, you it's get like a cigar. A, yeah, yeah, it's like an office. Everything is all like mahogany. Whiskey. Yeah, I've yeah. had that. Yeah, it's like kind of dim lights. 
They got the hot hot towel massage. Yeah. That's the thing, though, is that, like, we're talking about Aziz's haircut. And it's like, this is just like, I've, I've seen this guy in person. This is just like, a, if Aziz wasn't famous, this would just be like a little dude who's walking by you on the street. Right. You wouldn't really think this is like a famous Hollywood guy. But I feel like if you are like, you know, DiCaprio type of level dude, that guy could get a cheap haircut. He would still look famous. Yeah. He would still look like a really good looking guy. People find way to spend money. Yeah, I think that's all it is. I got to get Matt Reif's barber shop. Whoever's doing his hair is doing a good job. That's the thing is that like I think once people are paying because they assume that that's the thing that's going to take them to the next level. <laughs> Even though it's like, no, you could pay to get Matt Rife's barber. You're not going to look like Matt Rife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's not the key right there. It's, it's yeah. Gonna tr- yeah. Unlock things for you. You know, the thing with barbers is it's like, how much can they lie to you? Like, I go to barbers. I know the game because I come from a family of barbers. And test this out. Well, you go to the Chinese ones. They ain't really telling you shit. But test this out. Go to an American barber and just start lying to them and watch how much they lie to you and act like they just go along with the story, dude. Right. You know, and then you can. Well, they're working for a tip. It's just like a waiter or something, right? I'll go into certain barbers, dude. I'm not lying. This would make a great TikTok video. And this one, you know, I got to make life fun myself. And I'll go in sometimes. And this is just me to have fun with life. And I'll talk with like a country accent. I'll be like, you know, me and my two daughters, they went down there. And dude, the barber will start talking like me. Oh, yeah. You know, they want to mock you. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of family down south. My Uncle Lou does it real good. Oh, wow. You know, I picked it up with him and customers. He'll, he, you know, it's like a mimic thing. Yeah, 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 they want you to feel comfortable. Even I think all barbers do it. They're like car salesmen. Well, it's like you're sort of you're stuck with this guy for at least I don't know twenty minutes. Yeah. So you got to keep it, you know, keep it comfortable. I guess. I can't stand how intimate it is. I had one barber man, and uh, he used to be like just bumping into me all the time, like right <laughs> yeah, up yeah. against me. Well, they're in. It's a very vulnerable situation. Yeah, you're, you're like, yeah, your I shoulder is. Their nuts are on your shoulder. Kind of. It's weird. Yeah, getting all in, breathing on you. Especially, I mean, like back in the day, getting my hair cut at like Supercuts, one of those kind of like you know mall places oh and it's just all women oh god and it's just this like big woman who's just like pressed on my shoulder it's pissed yeah. off it's so gross well just her tits on my shoulder and like pressed in my ear and they and gotta massage you at supercuts that was their whole deal <laughs> i don't think that i think that was your supercuts <laughs> yeah in the mall they used to give you like a hot towel yeah, on the yeah, face yeah. they massaged your shoulders yeah. they had the thing though by him yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm, those were like, you know, my, my hometown, Albany, California, Supercut store number one. No way. That's where our Supercuts originated. Man, what yeah. a shame. Dude, that's <laughs> the, I hate to knock on people from Super, I've never had a good Super, you go to Supercuts, dude, you're losing from the beginning. You think about it though, it's crazy to me because like, you go to like McDonald's or Chipotle and it's like, all right, this is a chain. You got to have the Big Mac has to look, has to be the same, New York, Ohio, California, you know, fries have to taste the same. Everything there's a very there's a reason why it's, it's like a franchise because it's very consistent. But it's like, why is Supercuts a chain? Yeah. Why Why does he have to have the same barbershop in each city? Yeah. What do you even like? What's transferring over? I'll tell you, it gets known because it's all girls and it's these guys that like that's their best excitement in life. You get these middle aged <laughs> men. They're like, oh, I got a girl. But that's the girl at Supercuts is not like. I don't know. Is, is that really you really getting excitement from that? You got to go to a Vegas Supercuts probably. You see the girls that are really killing it now are the ones that sit on your lap. Have you seen that on TikTok? This is a haircut? Yeah, dude. She innovated. She said she started in the pandemic. She was like, I used to be a stripper and all the strip clubs closed. So I just decided to get my license for cutting hair. So she's like riding you? Yep. Wow. While she cuts your hair. 200. I don't know. I mean, like you can't really get precise i mean i don't think people are worried about (laughs) that i think at the end yeah you're ending with the buzz cut there you're not getting like she's (laughs) not going deep what about the people that go to barbers just to get their head shaved barbers gotta love that like that's an easy that's what's crazy i used to shave my head for a few years and like uh one time because it was such a pain in the ass to do people act like it's so easy you just go straight back yeah like it takes forever missing spots the nooks and crap. yeah and you're trying to use a mirror and oh. i got my phone back here and i'm trying to take pictures of myself <laughs> it took it always take me like uh, 45 minutes minimum and you got to clean up but then i went to one time i was like i'll just go to the barber i'll just pay him and he did like it was the worst buzz cut i've ever got wow yeah 
he thinks that this is like, ah, oh, this is going to be my cat. It's going to be the easy one. So he just does this for a little while and it's all patchy and shit. You could always tell a barber knows he messed up whenever he does the mirror thing extremely quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's spinning you around. Yeah, you'll be like, dude, pull Shampoo, the mirror huh? up again and he, you'll be moving your head. <laughs> he'll be moving it. Well, it's like at that point, it's, it's so hard, especially when you're paying $7 for a haircut. I can't ask for more at that point. This I, haircut is done when he says it's done. I was never able to get a good barber, so I'm so happy when I have a few. I got one guy in West Village who who's great, and I like talking with the dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah. And then I got this guy over here, but until these two guys, dude, I swear, because my cousin, I don't want to bother him. He's, dude, his line, he's like a top barber, you know Man, what I mean? Yeah, he's got his ease. And when he hooks up my hair, I'm telling you, that's the difference, dude, I'm telling you. He just knows what to do. I have never seen you get a haircut that makes it looks different than other haircuts. Well, I it was a while since I've had it done. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw you. Yeah. I never thought like, damn, Dom's killing it with the hair. You know what he used to do? He had a way of like leaving one part real long, and then he would style it nice. I'm telling you, it yeah. looked good. But I mean, you look good for the day, and then you go home and you shower. Yeah, I don't right? know how to style my stuff. I just learned from a dude on the boat, an older dude, just like me. Yeah. He's he was telling me scrunch it. I started doing that. He's like, no product, just squeeze. Uh, you know. I don't know. Do you think like, as your hair keeps going, do you think you're gonna start getting more fancy with it, or is well, it gonna become a at a certain on. point you got to go like short, short. No, there's going to be a change, dude. This hair, I'm making a change. I'm not getting rid of it, and I'm going to start taking care of it. I'm going to do the products. You see, I've been buying different But shampoos. I mean, like, at a certain point, it's going to start getting a little light back there, right? I mean, I'm, dude, I'm getting the medicine. I don't care. I'm figuring <laughs> it out, dude. Have you, have you actually looked into it yet? Yeah, the stuff from the doctor I'm going to get. Which, I just got to... Which Dude, my that? doctor quit. <laughs> you uh, ever hear of a doctor quitting? Oh, they got to quit at some point. I, guess. I wonder if it's because I dropped the one thing. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, you got to find the new doctor. Second doctor that quit since oh, I've had wow. Medicaid. The other guy went back to DR. He was my favorite guy. Remember him? Oh, yeah, the guy who was having sex. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's no longer in the States. But I had, what do you call my other doctor, Indian guy, dude. He was the best. Like, dude, I swear, nothing. He knew what everything was before the x-ray. Oh, yeah. He'd just tell you, nope, it's this. And sure enough, it was that. Wait, so do you think, does Medicaid cover hair transplants? Or is it, no, I'd have you, to. Well, you got to pay out of pocket? It wouldn't be a hair transplant. Well, I was thinking I got two ways. I could go to Bosley, but dude, this New York Bosley, I don't know. It looks like somebody stitched a rug on people's heads. Wait, what's Bosley? Or whatever it is, the, the place in New York where people go and they pay for the follicles. You never seen that? Nah. This is like a specific place? Yeah, there's a place in New York and you go... And they do the hair transplant. You pay for the follicles. Oh, wow. Like you can get as this many follicles like as you want. Yeah, they take it from the side of your head and put it up there or whatever. Oh, wow. I mean, it gets expensive. How like, much is that? I knew some people that dropped like 12000 on it, but wow. I feel like I'm just going to get the, the Propecia. Oh, like, yeah. Why would I do the follicles? Well, I think Propecia probably has a less percentage of like, you know, success, right? Maybe, but I might as well try it first. I yeah. Mean, How much is that going to cost you? It can't be that much. People pay for How it. How much would you pay if they said like 10 Gs? No, Propecia is not that much. But I mean, like if somebody offered you, if, if Propecia doesn't work and you got to go for like the, the a transplant, hair transplant, I dropped 10,000 on it. You dropped 10 grand on it? I mean, right now I can't. Yeah. My goal is to do Propecia, get our podcast to blow up, and then I'll go get the, I'll drop the 10 Gs in like five years. That's the problem though, is that you can't get too famous while you're kind of bald. Because I'll get known like that. Because then, well, well, then it'll be obvious that you got the, that. <laughs> The I don't care. <laughs> I'll be like the Tate brothers. I'll be like, yeah, my hair was wrong. I fixed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't think though, Andrew Tate? You, you don't think you'd ever just go for the Tate, where it's just straight, straight back? Nah, I got too many dents on my head, dude. Uh, yeah. I used to smack my head all the time. Me and my brother used to hit our heads to stay up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd hate to see the damage. I could feel lumps sometimes. I mean, dude, I we had this gas meter. And for my family, well, put your shoes under the gas meter. Like, you ever have a rule in your house that makes no put, sense? Put your shoes under the gas meter. Like, every time, right? Even just hearing you say it out loud makes no Wait, sense. Wait, what? Why? That's just where we put our shoes in our household. And there was this low gas meter. You'd be putting on your shoes, hurrying. Oh, okay, thunk. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, bleeding. Remember, wow. I just hit my head hard. Remember, I was bleeding. Remember, I had that uh -huh. big... 
I'm always hitting my head, dude. But you don't think, though. I mean, like, I feel like it's a pretty respectable haircut for, like, a balding guy when it's just, like, close. It's, yeah, just but like I can't do close, close crop. because I did the close crop. I can never Not do like it. close, close, though. You didn't go that close. Um, Where it's I, like you look like uh, athletic. Yeah, Jason I went to like Statham. a three. But the problem is I don't look athletic. <laughs> yeah. I look like George Costanza. Uh, dude, because it's even a, that, I mean, I guess it's a lot thinner than it looks. Yeah, yeah looks yeah. can be deceiving. See, <laughs> if I buzz this back, dude. I mean, it's gone, dude. I have like I'm bald, bald. Like, oh wow! I look even like, the bald, bald though. If if you keep it close, the problem with bald is when guys try to go along on the sides or do like a comb over. But I feel like as long as you keep it clean looking. Nah, I think I still got time to save. The only thing that bothers me is the back. See, you know what I'd like to ask these guys at these places? I'd like to just get a few follicles in the back and then a few right here. Ah, yeah, they're not gonna sell you that. Yeah, they they're need selling to you the one. full package. And then, like, I know people that never paid on their shit. They're like, dude, I ain't paying for that. You don't need to pay for it up front. Oh, wow. What are they going to do? Take that's, your hair? That's going to be the bill that you got following you for the rest of your life? I mean, nobody could do anything about it. Well, I mean, that's they'll, they'll take you to collections on that. You think they're not, they're not gonna just let that ride? Come and you on. can't lie about it. You got luxurious yeah, exactly. hair. <laughs> You're sitting in court. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna. That is, that is a clear case of guilt. I know a guy that did his, man, and it came out good. And then I know another guy that did his, and it didn't come out good. So it's like, how are two people in New York going to the same place with different Well, some results? of it is just your genetics, I think. Because they're taking the hair out, and it has to, like, they, like, poke holes into your scalp. Yeah. And I think it has to kind of take. You know what I mean? Like, it has to, your body has to accept that this is a real hair in a real place. Yeah. But I think there's some people where your body is realizing, like, nah, this isn't, we're not doing this. It's weird how some of that stuff works out. I knew a guy got shot with a shotgun in the face, and he tried blocking it, and they took meat out of his ass to rebuild his hand. Yeah. And he's got a hairy-ass palm from it. Oh, wow. Because it's, like, crazy. The hair just grows. Yeah, well, your body is, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. So it's something in your nervous system is like, all right, something's out of whack, but we still got to send this hair somewhere. But what do you do? Do you get that hair removed? He said he narrows it off. You shave it off, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like you'd rather have that than just the blank spot on your hand, right? I guess. Now they're doing hand, hand. Dude, I've seen this thing on TikTok, the first successful face transplant. Yeah. Even that, though, it looks kind of fucked up, right? Bro, it, yeah. it would look different. I don't want to say look fucked up, but... Man, that was crazy. I mean, it would freak me out. It looks like you're wearing like a skin mask. And it showed the before and after. It was a totally different face. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I can get like hair transplants. It's like if it goes wrong, you just shave it off and give up. And it's, like, it's like at least hopefully your face or something. It's like that you can't go back from that. And what if that dude was an asshole? People, everybody hated his guts. Oh, there's Gary. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting your ass beat. I don't know. You think like, I feel like if I was in a situation where I was going bald like that and that could feel like I had maybe, you know, five years, those are the five years where it's like, I got to get in shape now. <laughs> if I'm going to be bald, I got to be like Jack too. Not even Jack, but like this guy's clearly in good shape. Yeah. Because I mean, then I... if you were in like in good shape and then, then you cut it real close, then you look athletic. Oh, yeah, but this whole athletic thing you're going for, your hopes are too. I wish it worked like that. If you're going bald and you cut it close, you're still bald. <laughs> nah, I did I mean, it. You look athletic. <laughs> the problem is you just don't you don't you don't work out enough. We'll put a picture on the podcast from me seven years ago when I cut it close. Oh yeah, and you're gonna be like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I knew you back then. It's not like this is like. I don't think I hung out with many people when I cut it close. I let uh, it grow back. I was hiding out, man. Because we've known people that are like going bald and like trying to hang on for too long. Yeah. Where it's just like real thin right here. And it's like you're just, you can kind of see the skin. And it's like, it's just embarrassing. You know, it's crazy how they could do such a different thing with like uh, black people. You see black people like 70 years old and they trim up the sides. They give them a tight fade like a Caesar. And then they put that, that glue on. Yep. And then they glue the waves Well, I waves think the, the black community, they've done, because they like, there's so much more emphasis on your hair that there's just like new technology being invented to like how to fill in gaps. And, well, and like, and there's like, you know, I think for women at least, like wigs and stuff are more acceptable in that community. Whereas I think for like 
Asians and white guys. There's just not, they're not, there's not scientists who are trying to invent new shit. I've never seen an Asian with his head shaved, to be honest. But black oh, dudes, it like, looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the Bic razor. Would it get skin. shiny? Or would, would, mine would, I feel like mine would be white. Like it wouldn't get shiny like them people. Would I they think put you would wax look, on there. Yeah, I think like uh, at first it would look crazy because it would just be like kind of like too, it's too a, pale. It's a different skin up there for me. Yeah, yeah. But I think like it would take, you'd have to just sit in the sun for like a week. And then everything would sort of start to bake into the same color. Start buffing it out. Yeah. But yeah, that's the other thing, too, with like black guys, Michael Jordan. I mean, like, it looks cool. It looks cool, man. I mean, like, there's such people freak out so much about their hairline. It's like, oh, it's going back. And it's like, just shave that shit. You look fine. Dude, whenever you see somebody with their hairline starting halfway up their head, it's like, I can't not laugh in their face. I'm like, dude, just (laughs) cut it back, dude. And it's just years and years of that. Yeah, well, now that I'm feeling so self-conscious, see, I thought I was doing good. I went to the cellar. I was using the bathroom, and they have the mirror back there, and it was just a good day, and I'm like, wow, you can't even see the bald spot, and then the other day, somebody's like, man, dude, you got to shave it off, and I get my phone, and I look, (laughs) huge bald spot. That's why you're better off not knowing, I guess, right? How's it looking right now? Uh, I can't, I mean, like, it's thin, but it's like, I can't, there's no, like, it's not, you can't see the skin, really. I could still get away with it. Yeah, yeah, I think you got at least three, four years before you really got to make a decision. I think, I'm hoping that the, the technology moves up. You know, they could graft bones for people. They could break your bones, make you taller. They right. got to do something with the hair loss to make it easier. Well, I mean, you got to think, if you were, like, in charge of that, do you really want to, the, the smartest people in our society working on the hair or do you want them working on cancer? Yeah. You don't want to take them off the cancer and put them on, you know, balding. But I wonder if that's even the same thing. I wouldn't want people. Well, I mean, we only have so many smart people in this, in the world. So it's uh, like, we got to send them. Hopefully they're doing something good as opposed to like, you know, right. Yeah. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Once you could play with the DNA, that's what I'm looking forward to. I want us to be able to alter our DNA. I actually want to reverse it and get rid of a chromosome and be a monkey. Right. Because, dude, they're strong. Yeah, it's true. I was in Gibraltar, dude. I'm telling you. That would have been the best Van Damme movie ever. He went to all these places and fought people. He should have went to Gibraltar and fought the monkeys. Oh, yeah. Because, dude, these uh, monkeys are strong. They well, I think the thing with Van Damme, though, if he was fighting like a great ape, I mean, it would come down to like the first part of the movie would be like him meeting the ape. And the second part of the movie is him trying to fight the ape the first time and he gets his ass kicked and like <laughs> almost dies. Yeah. And then the third act is like, oh, uh, now Van Damme has to like get smart because yeah. these apes don't have technique. So yeah. Van Damme's got to like, you got to do a little feint over here, set a little trap with some leaves or some, some shit. Yeah, live off the, bananas. And the third act, the ape, yeah, he just finally, he tricks the ape. And, you know, at the end of the movie, the ape's hanging upside down by a rope. He'd have to have flashbacks of the <laughs> ape raping his girlfriend or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Van Damme can't pull off uh, smarts very well, I guess. Or killed his brother. Yeah. You know, I seen his audition tape once, dude. It was crazy. Like his first, when he came to America to be an actor, he was doing that helicopter kick and he's walking up to the camera. Yeah. And it's crazy. Even Mel Gibson, these guys didn't really know English. They became great actors. Yeah, look at yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. What, what, he didn't speak English? I mean, barely. And even now he barely, it's <laughs> incomprehensible. But no, like Conan, the, Bar- Conan the Barbarian, if you watch like, uh, I watched the Netflix documentary about him, but if you watch Conan the Barbarian, he, he has like a few lines in the movie and they're incomprehensible. Where is he from? Australia? Uh, Austria. Wow, I never knew there was a difference. I thought I was just pronouncing <laughs> no, it wrong. Austria is in uh, Europe. Why would they do that? Why would they name two countries pretty much the same? That's true. It's stupid. They are pretty far apart. What do they speak over there? Russian? Uh, Austrian. Wow. So it's not Australian. It's right it's next, Austrian. To, next to like Germany and Hungary. Oh, you know? Germany. That makes it's sense. It's like one of those sort of like Eastern parts. You know what language I want to learn is Mandarin. I've been hanging out with a lot of people that speak Mandarin. Well, that's the future right there. Yeah, I believe it too. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, Why like, is that? Everybody speaks it. China? China's the uh, future. Yeah. If you can go over to China and be like the guy who can actually like... I mean, you got to... If you could just... If I could go back and just learn like... Arabic and Mandarin, that's like you just instantly James Bond. 
Wow, you why? Go anywhere in the world, and then you're like respected. Because no one, I mean, do you know anybody who speaks, do you know any white guys who speak Mandarin? No. Fluently? And it's like the hardest language to learn, too. Is it? Yeah. Because there's no like, I mean, it's not like learning Spanish where there's like, you know, at least you know what the letters say. Yeah. And there, there, there's no like the verb noun system in Mandarin. It's like you're learning, you start from zero. So you got to start from like becoming a baby again. It's a you cool go, language, man. Yeah. It sounds so unique. They, um, they speak it quick too. You have no clue what they're saying. And it's like intonations. So you got to hit the notes. It's like you almost got to learn how to play music at the same time. What? Because if you say a note, if you say the word at like this, I, and you say it down here, oh, it's like different meanings. Holy cow. So it's like, I mean, you got to imagine like how much different stuff is going on at the same time. And you're on a motorcycle and you're yelling at a guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how these Chinese guys get down. It's like you're on a, you're on like a little scooter and you got a chicken on the back. And, uh, you know, you got two seconds to make this transaction. So yeah. you hop off the scooter and just yell at a guy. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I met a guy from Africa just now, just recently, last week. I forgot what part he was from, but he said his area, pretty nearby his area, there's 13 different tribes. So he speaks like 12 fluent African languages and right. French. Oh, yeah. That's insane, dude. He's like 22 years old speaking 13 languages fluently yeah and he said they're they're vast there's a big difference he's like it's not like spanish to italian yeah yeah. you know i couldn't imagine even that. in like those african countries now too it's it's china that's taken over there really yeah, yeah. i mean like they have like huge parts of nigeria and like ethiopia they're the new you, go, Europe. you go there and like all the signs are in chinese now that's wild yeah, yeah. so if you got to really put Man, that would be like, you want to talk about like a career booster? If you could be the white guy from Ohio who speaks Chinese. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I'm going to learn Mandarin. you do a comedy special in, in Mandarin, that'd be incredible. All these guys I hang out with, I think it's not just people from China that speak Mandarin, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be the international language. But right? even right now, these other guys that are speaking it to me, they're from other places, too. I don't know where Well, that's from. how big China the reach is. Oh. Yeah. Like, I swear there's a guy from Peru speaking Mandarin. Yeah, I could believe it. Those guys play foosball so good. You ever play foosball with people from Peru, dude? Uh, I hate playing foosball with people who are like serious about it. <laughs> it's not even fun anymore. <laughs> dude, these it's guys like play the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's There's insane. strategies. They're going backwards and forwards. Yeah, dude. And it's like, this is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be drinking and having oh, fun. Oh, they treat it they serious. All, yeah, and they start flipping it and everything. People get so mad about that foosball, dude. You got to call next. There's people that will run the table. They got championships for foosball. This is on the boat? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, it's one of those things, too, where it's like it's like when you're playing pool against somebody who's really good at pool. Yeah. And you just do one thing, and then it's like the next 20 minutes. You're just standing off to the side. You know, dude, you know what's funny? I was thinking, about, I was just playing pool a lot recently this week, and uh, the other comic shot a lot of pool. He was good, too. But, dude, you know what's funny with pool? You know, you want to play, and you don't. I suck at pool, yeah. but you don't want to be like, "Hey, I never played before." You won't get on the table, so it's kind of like the joke you have when somebody's uh, telling you bad news. There's not yeah. much you can say. <laughs> it's the same with pool. You gotta be like, uh, "There's only so many things you can say." Oh darn! Up, oh, missed that. Oop. I was off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little to the left. <laughs> yeah. You just keep missing the shots. You break wrong. Ah, I don't know if it slipped or what. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much you could say. These guys knock them balls back. Like, my cousin, Eric, was a great pool player. I think he won some championships. And I'm telling you, these dudes on ships are crazy good at pool. The game's over in three minutes. Wow. That's just, like a not a very good environment for pool, too. It's just dude, moving. The balls right? are moving, yeah. but it makes you better. I guess. That's yeah. like the Van Damme of pool. I don't know. And these guys are playing with broken sticks that are taped together. Wow. It's insane. Dude, great at pool. Those guys started playing pool with like coconuts or some shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Little rocks. On a beach, yeah. They'll hit th some spots, dude. You'll be like, that's never going in. And they'll just easily get it in, speaking Mandarin to each other <laughs> and shit. I don't even know what they're saying. I think that is like, I mean, it's such a dishonest thing to be good at. <laughs> it's like a real like low life kind of skill. Yeah. Where it's like if you're good at pool, you can go to any country in the world and just find kind of like a shady play, a shady bar, and hustle go, people, go in there, hustle some people, buy some heroin. Here's the problem with hustling people, man. I had another cousin that used to try to do that, and I used to hang at the pool halls when I was boxing. And uh, you know, say you do beat somebody in pool, 
you, you got to be able to beat them in fighting too, because they're just not going to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's what thing. That's why it's a low life skill. Yeah, you need a bookie. You got to be. Yeah, you got to have a buddy, and you got to find like it's. You got to finesse them. You got to hustle them. Yeah. Somehow. I don't trust it though. Like when you meet somebody, and it's like, you probably had this with boxing. I've always heard about this, where it's like the guy who tries to feel you out. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, you ever play pool? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, you say like, oh, I'll play sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, we should play sometime. And it's like this guy, he could clearly he's trying to set you up. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, he's just seeing dollar signs. He takes out his own stick. But it's like, yeah, if it's boxing, it's like, oh, you ever box? Like, oh, yeah, I used to box back in the day. Oh, we should spar. Yeah. And you go in and he just beats the shit out of you. Yeah, dude, I've had the opposite <laughs> of that happen. One guy came into my gym once and he was acting like he was so tough. And, uh, Dude, we put him against, I beat him, and then we put him against a 13-year-old. This kid was a badass, though, a little farm boy. And, uh, dude, this 13-year-old beat his ass, a grown man in the boxing gym. You know, people would walk in and try to try you. They'd come in the gym, I want to fight your best fighter. Wow. And my trainer's like, I can't do that. Like, our best fighter was, like, competing for a world championship at the time. Oh, wow. And he's like, if you elbow him, we're out $800,000. Wow. <laughs> so he's like, put him in with me, and I beat his ass. I was 16. Then they put him in with a 13-year-old. I guess the difference, though, with pool is that, like, with pool, you got to act like, uh, I barely play. Yeah. And then you, like, you got to lose the first couple games. And it's like, oh, how about double or nothing? Yeah. 40 grand. <laughs> and then it's like, then you rock him. And you just take the money and run. Yeah, you're a master. But, dude, then you got to have a gun. Yeah. They're not going to pay yeah, you. you're living that life, man. I don't know. You know, another game where you get hustled in is that three-card money, man. I've seen somebody lose 100 bucks. I don't know how they do it. Do yeah. you ever see that in Times Square somewhere? Or like? I lost when I was, like, 12 years old. I lost 40 bucks. Yeah, it's like, I swear they cheat somehow. You could be like, dude, I know that's the card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that game is 100% rigged. And it's one of those games, too, where it's like there's a guy who's doing it and then there's a guy who's watching. Right. And they're, yeah, they're buddies. Yeah. So it's like, it's, that's like one of those like old-timey kind of scams. It's a bait and switch. The thing with pool, though, is that like this is just a guy who's legitimately really good at pool who just like has to act like it's like white men can't jump. Yeah, he put the like, work oh, in. was this? Yeah. Yeah. Putting that work in. Or like these like uh, chess, chess guys in like Union Square. Where it just looks like he's like the fuck up, fucked up homeless looking guy. Yeah. And it's like, no, this guy's been like a chess master. He's been studying his whole life. See, those scams, though, are so small time when you talk the internet now. Like, yeah. I was talking to somebody. His wife works at a bank. And he's like, you wouldn't believe how many people get cleaned out from people calling and saying, hey, you know, um, your niece got a DUI. She's in Mexico or something. Right. And people, old people will send the money. And, dude, you don't get it back. Right. But I think there is more satisfaction in, like, being the pool guy or being, like, a Because you get to win. Because you are. You still get to play pool. You're a hustler. And it's, like, you really, like, they always say you can't hustle an honest man. Yeah. But, like, with someone, like, if you're putting money on something and competing, then it's, like, not only did you just win and take this guy's money, but you really, like, took his soul, too. I don't understand. You gotta watch. Imagine like, you you know you lose the first match on purpose. You know you lose the second match on purpose. You get the guy a little drunk. Then that third match where it's like that's when you really turn it on. And just imagine you think about how a pool game ends because it's not even like it's like basketball where it's close, right? And you're like trying to block. It's like this guy just has to stand there and watch you just run the whole (laughs) table. And then the eight ball at the end, and you just you know you close your eyes and you do it backwards or something. That's got to be so satisfying. Uh, yeah, getting that win. It's it's good being good at anything. Yeah. Like when you I mean, get good clearly, at something. There's, that's the kind of game, too, where it's like you can't become good at pool in six months. Right. This kid's been playing since he was since he could stand. Yeah, you get people that have been playing for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. And they really, they'll run that table all night. There was a few guys that, dude, it's like. And you can't look at somebody and think, can't tell if they're going to be a, you can look at a boxer and think that you can tell someone's in good shape yeah but you can't tell someone's good at pool or chess or something that's just like it's a mental thing or scamming you with the credit cards yeah it's always hard to tell those guys i just had a scammer call me dude he almost had me i can't believe how dumb i was dude he said he was from the new york's um new york courthouse 
yeah. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, but yeah. the dude had an Indian accent. It's like, I know this dude. It's like, I don't know. You know, what's the odds? But I almost paid the guy, dude. I was this close to wow. paying the guy. He had me, dude. Yeah. You know, these scammers. Just think, get though, you. that must be for him. Put yourself in his shoes. That guy spends the entire day making the exact same phone call. It's got to be so exciting when he finally lands one. I wonder what the numbers are on those guys scamming. I mean, think about it, though. For a guy who's in India and he's, I mean, to do like call center work, that's like $5 an hour maybe there. Yeah. So you really only got to hit one a week if you can scam somebody for 800 bucks. There's that new scam in New York. Um, I almost got it, dude. Kids, dude. These kids, eight years old are scamming people now. They sell candy, and right? We know about that scam. Yeah. But they say, oh, no, um, we just take Cash App. Our school won't let us turn cash in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you give us Venmo or Cash App? Oh, yeah. and they keep getting weird with the number and the spelling, so they put in, they say, let me get your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And dude, people fall for it. It's a seven-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've all learned at this point, you never, ever give somebody the actual phone. People do it. Uber shares, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's had, why it's all cash. Yeah. Cash is always the best system. Yeah, I agree. Until we get rid of it. When's, yeah. that, when's China getting rid of cash? I don't know. Did you see that dude that got scammed in Puerto Rico? I see. I seen these people when I was in, in um, Dominican Republic doing this, where they have the Chinese money, and they, you know, in Puerto Rico, it's American money. Yeah. But people are too lazy to Google search this, so they think there's, like, Puerto Rican money or something. Oh, my God. And it's like... So they sell you money from China, and they say, yeah, this way you don't got to pay the currency, the 20%. And, dude, <laughs> oh, wow. people fall for it. Jesus Christ. The dude got hit for 10000 wow. It was all over TikTok. I've seen these people. Man, can you imagine if Puerto Rico just had their own money, though? Oh, dude. It's it was- just like jennifer lopez or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man what do you mean i got scammed i got ten thousand jennifer lopez bucks yeah. right here it's just some girl with a fat ass <laughs> yeah right it's, it's pitbull yeah <laughs> dude i'm surprised they don't i'm surprised Robert is roberto duran on the money in his country in mexico or something i think he's like the president of his country isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. no mas he knocked out a horse one time my grandfather told me <laughs> yeah i think those that's the kind of boxer where it's like you could say anything about roberto duran yeah. i believe you did you ever hear the the one story i was watching it where um he lost the fight or whatever it was one time him and sugar ray leonard no moss he had this shit he shit his pants in the ring or something yeah that no moss yeah. i heard an inside story that's because he shit his pants oh wow yeah he ate a bunch of food to make weight so afterwards he ate a bunch of food to make get his weight back because he like starved right. himself and uh dude they played the video slow it looks like he's covering his ass running out. oh wow that that explains it i guess I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often in boxing and the UFC because it's like your body, you're putting your body through such an extreme thing that last few days Yeah, where you got to cut weight and then make weight, whatever. And you're nervous. And you're nervous and it's like that day, it's like your, your body, your stomach is all fucked up because you're worried about fighting Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It's like, I do you not, you got to, I don't know how your, your body works. Yeah, I used to um, hate it, man. I remember one fight I had, and they had to change my fighter. A few times I had my fighter changed. So it was like my third fight. Um, they didn't count it. It was supposed to be a pro fight, but it counted as an exhibition because um, this dude was the second best amateur in the country. Oh. And I had to fight him. Dude, I got beat so bad. And you know what was funny is I didn't realize how bad. We would go after my fights. We'd go to the bar and watch the tape. And they're like, oh, man, he caught you that one time. I'm like, I didn't even feel it. And then, dude, we watched the tape, dude. Oh, wow. I never knew. Rocky punches. It's weird. (laughs) Have you ever been knocked out? No. You got to do it sometime. Dude, (laughs) I got cracked. I've been knocked out twice, I think, like by myself, like from boxing, and then once probably by myself in a car accident. But I had... um. Dude, I had, what do you call, I was, um, what do you call, I was um, 
Fuck, this I, is the effects. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I just CTE couldn't even think in of right it. now. Yeah, it's hot in this room. So he, what do you call? We're fighting, dude, and he caught me. And I remember he caught me, and I was like, "Oh, I feel that." And I, you know, I shook it off, and I was in it. Yeah. And just for a second, I was like, my knee got weak, dude. We watched the tape. It looked fake. It's weird watching yourself get knocked out huh. after, because, dude, I'm surprised they didn't stop the fight for like 18 seconds. I was like <laughs> this, dude. Like, wow. he definitely caught me crazy. I can't believe I didn't go down. Jeez. Then one time a baseball player came down and I was like, man, I was like, you're too pretty to ball. I was like, look at you, man. Even my trainer was like, look at his nose. He never been in a fight. Dude, first punch, he was a pitcher from a baseball player. Knocked me out cold. Wow. (laughs) Never boxed a day in his life. I was a professional fighter at the time. Hey, I mean, anybody, you get caught in the right way. I didn't see it coming, man. Wow. But like when you get knocked out, I mean, they always say it's like, the pain doesn't really come immediately, right? You just wake up on the ground. Oh, you don't feel it. There and you is just no wake pain. up and you just ask, like, what happened, right? The ones you feel are the body shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that'll Kidney make punches. you quit. Yeah, you yeah. can't breathe. You get hit real good in your solar plex with an uppercut or something. You can't move, dude. You're, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how boxers, when you see a boxer take a good body punch, to us, we're just like, oh, he caught him. In real life, <laughs> that dude's uh, experiencing yeah, yeah. the worst pain he's ever Well, when you watch life. somebody, the way that someone goes down from a body shot, it's not even immediate. Yeah. You, you see them take the, what was that big fight that happened a couple months ago? The, the short dude, black guy? Uh, was it Devin Haney or? Oh, uh, maybe. I can't uh, even think. It was like the big one. I watched it, but it was like the way it ended was just a dude takes a kidney punch, and at first you see him wobble a little bit, and it's almost like if you look, probably zoom in on his face, you could see just a thought process in his head, <laughs> where it's like, is this even worth it? Oh my god! Where it's like it's you not. gotta decide if I, am I gonna keep standing here because at some point you're just gonna get caught with another one. Yeah. So it just like he wobbles at first, then he just goes down on one knee, and then you know that's it. When I got my nose broke, dude, I got it really broke. And, dude, I honestly thought this whole bone was cracked. I kept trying to spit out my teeth. I thought oh they were God. gone. Wow. Dude, I couldn't feel nothing. I was like, I know my teeth are gone. <laughs> my trainer was like, your fucking teeth are there. <laughs> Shut up. And he's smashing my nose to make it normal. Wow. And then, dude, I had to go back out and still fight. Broke nose, ribs hurting. Jeez. Getting knocked out, that's the easiest one. Dude, I was in MMA, too, and that sucks. Getting tapped out, dude, that hurts. Well, that's like your ego, though. Well, it actually I've been hurts, tapped out too. Before. But you've been tapped out by your neck or by, like, a leg or arm pull. I mean, when I did judo, it was everything. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one. That's, like, you either get pinned or you get, you know. But those out. could hurt, too. It is, but it's also, like, uh, I mean, it's more, like, scary because you, re- you don't, really realize what's happening at first yeah and then you don't realize can this guy even tell that i'm tapping yeah or if it's like yeah i remember my friend he learned how to put people to sleep and he'd do it to everybody yeah. i'd be like dude don't put me to sleep he'd come up behind people and then do one second <laughs> they'd be asleep oh man it was some x joke and dude they would go right to sleep yeah. at parties and everything can you see yourself getting back into that I would do it just for the to get in shape and the fun of it. I miss sparring, dude. There was something so great when you're just exchanging blows. You have a good sparring partner. Right. And you guys don't get mad at each other. You're catching each other and boom, boom, boom. But it's just something feels good. You don't get mad at little things like when the train's not running or if right. somebody yells. Well, you're at, taking out your aggression on somebody. So everything. Like, yeah. It's funny, though, because you watch like, uh, I don't even know how boxing works in terms of like the business of it. But I always see TikTok videos of Floyd boxing, like just sparring in his gym. Yeah. And it's, I don't even know what, are these guys getting paid to spar with Floyd? Because he, he just like ragdolls people. Oh, yeah. No, he, <laughs> when just, you're at that level, you get paid, you got to pay those sparring partners and they make good money. Oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, like, I wonder just from an ego standpoint, where it's like, I guess it's exciting to where it's like, I'm boxing one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. But then you go in and he's just like, and this is Floyd in his 40s. Right. And he's just ragdolling you just around the ring. And you just, what's that even like for a guy? He's got to support his family by just getting the shit beat out of him. That's what they pay you for. Wow. Dude, I had one, a great buck, Kelly Pavlik, um, world champion. He's from my hometown. Yeah. He worked my corner for a fight and I beat the shit out of the dude just from what he was telling me to do. Oh, wow. 
my trainer I had originally was kind of a drunk. He had this ego thing. Like he was my trainer and my manager, and he would always tell me everybody that could beat my ass. He'd be like, oh, Connor, beat the fuck out of you. And it's like the dude's <laughs> 280 pounds. I'm 130. Well, he's trying to hype you up. No, nah, I think he, I don't know what his problem was, to be <laughs> honest with you. This is just a, it's the kind of job where you just get to be a bully, I guess. Yeah, dude, he'd be like, I can't hold the mitts for you. My wrist hurts. I'm like, well, I got a pro fight coming up. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> can we get a pro, can we get a good guy in here? Yeah, yeah. can we get somebody with a normal wrist? Uh, and then, dude, we had, um, I, I'll tell you, the money game with fighting so shitty, like, okay, it's pretty much like your manager takes some, your trainer takes some, yeah. you got to pay for the travel, you're losing 40% of taxes. These guys that make 2500 on a fight, they're pro- if they are lucky enough to not get cut yeah. or anything, they're probably making 300 bucks walk home. Because, you know, you got to pay like seven guys to come out, you got to pay for a hotel over the night probably. Food for everybody. Then you're you gotta buy a man. robe. Yeah, you got the yeah. You need the shorts. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pick out a cool entrance song. Yeah, you gotta grease a few people's pockets. Yeah, a lot of these good boxers take these fights overseas because they don't count for nothing. You uh, could go over there and lose and make like a quick sixty thousand or something. You fight in a barn in Thailand or something. Uh, yeah, I think Mayweather's still actually fighting. It's just oh, not yeah. on record. He's fighting like uh, exhibition matches in like Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But just like the toughest Saudi Arabian guy. Getting that money. Yeah. It's so crazy to just watch the way his career is ending. Because you look at like just like as an arc in terms of like where he started and then when he first like got the belt and when when he got to Pacquiao and everything. (laughs) And it's like if you were making a movie about Floyd Mayweather's life, the last fight would be Pacquiao. Yeah, probably. Like 10 years ago. But then, wow, like, when it's you been look, that long. I, well, maybe not 10. It's been a while, though. Because, I mean, that they were hyping that fight up for, like, six years. Yeah. But then just imagine what, like, that. that's where the movie should end. But then there's, like, this huge after part. You think about, remember you saw the uh, Muhammad Ali movie? With Will yeah. Smith? Yeah. The final fight is him versus Foreman, right? Right. It's about the thrill of Manila. Yeah. But it's like, and that was, like, what, 72 or something? But in reality... Muhammad Ali fought for like another 15 years. Yeah. And he was just getting the shit beat out of him at the end. See, Muhammad, he was dealt that bad card because he went to fight in the Vietnam War. So they. So he lost his prime years. Yeah. That. But that's even that, though, with- where it's like he was just. That's where you're talking about like boxers getting screwed over. That's the worst of it is when a boxer is like a great boxer like that is at his peak, but he's not making the money that he should make so that he has to keep fighting. Yeah. When he probably should have stopped. Yeah. And in the end, it's like those last couple of Muhammad Ali fights in the 80s, it is rough to watch. Oh, dude, I know. Him and Trevor Burbick. You <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. see that one? Oh, yeah. But Tyson got Burbick back good. I think it was Trevor Burbick. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, dude, yeah, I know. that, And that was like the, dude, Ali, man. I wish I could have seen him fight live one day. Well, you, I seen you Tyson wish, fight. You wish you could see him in his prime. Yeah. You want to see, I wanted to see Tyson when he was fighting in the 80s, not when he was fighting Lance Lewis or something. He came through our town and he did like a tough man contest to where the other person wore all these pads. He looked like the Michelin man. We had no clue that's what was happening. We bought tickets. We wanted to see somebody get knocked out. This dude came out. Tyson had these huge gloves on. This dude had headgear like this Hmm. and this big bodysuit. And Tyson still beat the shit out of him. I mean, dude, you still heard those crack. Yeah. I mean, even like uh, wearing like headgear in boxing. I mean, you're still getting rocked. The only thing the headgear really helps is from you getting cut. Yeah. But you could still get cut. I mean, the force is still hitting. It's like a football helmet or something. Right. I actually think it's worse to have headgear on because now you have a way bigger target. Yeah, yeah. People could just smash. And you're more confident. And you don't realize you're about to get, you know, smashed. Yeah. Yeah. My trainer used to hate when I'd move out of the way of a punch. Yeah. What are you, a sissy? Take that damn punch. <laughs> I used to move out the way because the shit hurts. Yeah. He'd put me in with heavyweights, dude. I'd get hit so hard. He'd be like, I'm trying to make you tough. It don't work like that. Right. You know, I'm like, dude, what, what am I learning here? I'm fighting a slow fighter. Like, the speeds would matter. That's why they put off the Pacquiao fight. He was way too fast for Mayweather six years earlier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like Kyrie in his prime. Dude, the, these people were lightning fast. Yeah. But, um, dude, what do you call I remember I would get hit so hard. 
I wouldn't be able to think for three days. Like, wow. I'd be putting the orange juice in the cupboard and just, I wouldn't know <laughs> where it was. I left my car at the gas station Damn. once, dude. I, I just wasn't even thinking about it. Hey, you were already in slow classes too. Pro. And then I was extra <laughs> slow from this that. This is double slow classes, yeah. Triple slow classes. Wow. It messed me up. You know what's funny? You could see my driver's license picture from when I used to box until now. My nose used to be twice its size. Wow. It was so huge, my nose. Jeez. I feel like that's why I got this callus, this caveman brow. I took a lot of blows, dude, in, in my days. Wow. Just think someday after you die, they, you get to get like, you know, postmortem. Yeah. They're going to poke around your brain. They're going to see all these holes and shit. Man, I'll tell you what. I just seen this thing and I, this cannot be true. You know, I get my news off TikTok. Yeah. Are they really discovering something to read your actual thoughts? Yeah. Dude. Mm -hmm. This is this is. Well, insane. I mean, like they can like uh, kind of hook things up to your brain where it's like uh you ever play one of those like really simple like phone games where it's like you just got to go left or you got to go right? Yeah, like that pool game. Pool game, yeah, back. something like that. But it's like they can you can control that with your brain. So wow. it's like if you're thinking in your head like left, they can tell what you're thinking. There. Well, what if you're thinking to this guy, I don't like you? I mean, like they're that's the kind of thing where they're basically there already. I think that that sucks for everybody. I had this one guy; he does magic. And, dude, he's actually really good at magic towards the world doing it. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to read your thoughts. And I didn't know he does magic. I was just hanging, drinking with him. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, this dude fucking stinks. Like, dude, smelled yeah. terrible. And he's, like, looking at me. <laughs> dude, I'm trying my best to change my thought. Wow. And then um, he writes something down. And he goes, do you know what I wrote? And I go, no. And, dude, I'm nervous. And then it just says no. I'm like, oh, wow. thank God. Like, 